In the vein also of kind of this member or patient advocacy, we see this notion of creating a high quality member experience we, that's continuing to be the focus, right? This drive for quality over quantity just continues to gain stronger legs and moves us all forward, which I think is really exciting. But what that definitely means is that quality does not go anywhere in 2024. Um, I would argue it actually is an opportunity to double down on quality and how you deliver quality care to the patients that you're serving. And there's a a really unique way to think about what quality looks like in 24, but more importantly, how you articulate the value of quality that you're providing to the patients that you serve starting in 2024 and moving forward. Welcome to the Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Show, where quality measurement leads to better patient outcomes. This show will be your go-to source for all things related to quality improvement and medication use in healthcare. We will hit on trending health topics as they relate to performance measurements and find common ground for payers and practitioners. We will discuss how the Equip platform can help you with your performance goals. And we will also make sure to keep you up to date on pharmacy quality news. Please note that the topics discussed are based on the information available at the date and time of recording. Information or guidelines are updated periodically, and we will always recommend that our listeners research and review any guidelines that are newly published. Buckle up and put your thinking cap on. The Quality Corner Show starts now. Hello, Quality Corner Show listeners. Welcome to the PQS podcast, where we focus on medication use, quality improvement, and how we can utilize pharmacists to improve patient health outcomes. I'm your host, Nick Dorich. For today's episode, we want to look a little bit ahead to the future, but not that far ahead. We're only looking to 2024, uh, but at the time of recording, we're about a month away. By the time you listen to this episode, we'll be probably just a few weeks. So uh, make sure, folks, get your holiday shopping if that's applicable for you. Make sure to get a present for mom. That's a must-do. Don't forget that. Uh, but we're going to jump into today's episode and introduce our guest, and it is a returning guest to the Quality Corner Show. Uh, and that guest is Emily Endress, uh, who is our Vice President, Client Services here at PQS. So Emily, welcome back to the show, and how are you today? Hey, thank you for having me, Nick. It is great to be back, um, especially now. You've had quite a lineup of guests here over the last few weeks, so I am excited to be back. I'm honored and really looking forward to this discussion this morning, so thanks for having me. Perfect. Well, Emily, before we jump into the conversation about 2024, yeah. and specifically, we're going to talk about health plan, pharmacy, engagement, relationships for 2024. There's some big changes mm -hmm. um, or some big events, things that are going to be happening that in the industry that'll cause some shift. But before we get into that, uh, we need a quick, quick rundown who you are so that our guests uh, know who you are and kind of what, what is your background. So uh, do you mind giving us just a, a quick 30 second, you know, what is your background sure. and what is it that you do here in PQS? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I am the Vice President of Client Services here, and my role within this organization is to find ways and opportunities to bring health plans and PBMs together with pharmacy providers to find meaningful and valuable ways to partner and collaborate together and using quality measurement as the foundation for those collaborations. Um, that's what I do here for our team and enjoy it thoroughly getting to kind of sit on both sides of that 
that fence and be a convener. Um, that's what, what drives my passion and kind of everyday work here at PQS. I spent 10 years in the community pharmacy space, behind the counter, um, beyond the counter, all things operations related. Uh, then I transitioned to taking a very deep dive into managed care and third-party contracting. I uh, was a product owner. So have been in this space for a very long time, spent my entire career in the space of pharmacy and healthcare. And, you know, to kind of looking ahead, it has been incredible to understand the amount of change that we've seen here within pharmacy over the last decade. And it's of no surprise that it just continues to evolve very quickly, year over year. So yeah, absolutely. The the only constant, Emily, is change. And we're going to be talking That's about right. those changes in 2024 in, in just a moment. But we're going to pause very quickly uh, to hear a quick message and the breakdown from our teammates at PQS. Now it's time for the breakdown. As Quality Corner show host, Nick will ask three main topic questions. Our guests will have a chance to respond, and there will be some discussion to summarize the key points. This process will repeat for the second and third questions, which will wrap up the primary content for this recording. After that, expect to end on a closing summary, usually containing a bonus question. Now that we have described the process, let's jump into the questions. All right, Emily, we are back and we're ready to jump into our conversation for, for today. And we're talking about 2024, right? calendar year 2024, January 1 through December 31st, um, it's going to be a different experience for health plans and pharmacies, really from a number of reasons. So um, let's just kind of take this from the high level and that 30,000 foot level and then drill down a little bit. What should we as the community pharmacy, as the pharmacies engaging with health plan opportunities and providing patient care, what should we be aware of from a CMS perspective and then also perhaps other legislative changes that can impact the pharmacy health plan payer relationship? Yeah, so I think that's a great place to start, Nick, and taking kind of that macro view of the landscape and those changes that are coming down the pike here in just a couple of weeks, right? So certainly my comments, I'm not a representative of CMS by any stretch or nature here, but just some observation based upon final rules, regulations, and le legislative changes that have certainly been enacted. I think there are a few things that are really key and pillar moving into 2024. And those two things are transparency, and member advocacy. I think that CMS has done a great job at making some uh, updates within the legislation that allow for greater transparency and certainly allow for the voice of the member, which is your patient as a pharmacy, or the consumer of healthcare to be heard and to have a greater kind of voice within their own healthcare journey. So on the transparency piece, we see kind of this, and I'm using air quotes that you can't see, this end of DIR, which is really just a translation of point of sale pricing transparency for pharmacy reimbursement. Doesn't necessarily change the economics of pharmacy reimbursement, but just how that information is relayed and delivered at the point of sale, which also speaks to the member kind of advocacy area of it too, right? So that um, patients understand or have a better understanding of what their overall out-of-pocket costs are at the time versus any additional adjustments that potentially could be made. Um, so in the vein also of kind of this member or patient advocacy, we see this 
notion of creating a high quality member experience we, that's continuing to be the focus, right? This drive for quality over quantity just continues to gain stronger legs and moves us all forward, which I think is really exciting. But what that definitely means is that quality does not go anywhere in 2024. Um, I would argue it actually is an opportunity to double down on quality and how you deliver quality care to the patients that you're serving. And there's a really unique way to think about what quality looks like in 24, but more importantly, how you articulate the value of quality that you're providing to the patients that you serve starting in 2024 and moving forward. So Emily, quality can be discovered, talked about, evaluated in a number of different ways. And part of the quality spectrum is some of the more subjective experience, right? So you talked about the patient mm -hmm. or member experience. There's a lot of opportunities. And as we've talked with pharmacies, right? Because some of these changes we've known or they were communicated this past year, or even in some cases the year before, but they're just finally being implemented, right? January mm -hmm. 1 or at some point here in the year. So it, it becomes a part there where as we've talked with pharmacies, it's well, hey, what, what else can pharmacies do to show that they are a healthcare provider that can help with these patient uh, patient care opportunities? And some of it is going to be things that are you know, very strategic uh, as it relates to screenings health and health tests, things of that nature. Some of it is going to be more patient survey opportunities or things like that, which some folks may not necessarily think was part of their pharmacist training, but it's a part of that whole mm -hmm. patient experience. And Emily, you and I both know from working in a pharmacy that we don't treat the disease, we treat the whole patient. So I think this That's actually right. does come around to a, a change that is quite beneficial for pharmacy. But I want to go back to your point and actually double down on this a little bit about quality and does it matter for pharmacies in 2024? Right. We know with the change with DIR, there are some folks who have said, well, hey, quality measures not going to matter for pharmacies. Emily, is that true? Nick, that is false. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Quality 100 percent still matters in 2024. Uh, you know, I was chatting with a pharmacy not too long ago, and I feel like they said this best. We as pharmacy and pharmacists have always been in the business of ensuring our patients get the right medication at the right time every time. That's adherence, right? We've been yep. doing that forever. We just are calling it something maybe a little bit different now, and we're holding ourselves accountable to that in a different way. And that really started back in 2015. Um, I think you can think about some of the first managed care contracts that hit the market where accountability to adherence took on a, a whole different meaning, right? But we've been doing that. That's core to our business, and that won't change. That should continue to be a focus. And thinking about entering into relationships where pharmacies being held accountable in some way, shape, or form to that, but also having the opportunity to diversify their revenue stream based upon, you know, the pharmacy's ability to exceed in that area. Doing something that you've been doing for such a long time takes on a, a little bit of a different meaning starting in 2024 and moving forward. And now I would just say and suggest here that CMS really is the largest payer in the U.S. marketplace here. They, like I mentioned, continue to focus just on quality over quantity. And what we've seen 
on a macro level is this alignment of incentives, and that is still very much in play in 2024. Um, it is a bold statement in Medicare with the star ratings, right? It's very clear how incentives are aligned from a health plan to a member or patient, and then to providers, all provider types, including pharmacy, where we have an, an opportunity to make a huge impact. We see Medicaid moving in this direction, right? So CMS uh, published the Universal Foundation set of measures. We saw legislation come out that is requiring all Medicaid health plans to submit their quality reporting to CMS, right? CMS is not going to back down on the use of quality measures and continuing to provide quality care to its member beneficiaries or your patients, right? You know, really, again, those benefits of improving patient health outcomes and measuring that improvement through the use of quality measures, that's not going away. Just the mechanics on how that story is being told or the opportunity to, again, as a pharmacy, understand how you can diversify your revenue stream uh, for really engaging with those opportunities, that's what changes in 24. Yeah, before we continue, Emily, I'll I'll note one item or question that we hear from pharmacies and, and mm -hmm. the landscape from the last couple of years is that, you know, the, the focus on, you know, just Medicare is something that is sometimes troubling, right? Because pharmacies want to sure. provide, you know, care and some of these opportunities to patients across the spectrum, not just the Medicare um, patients. And also there's an aspect of this where, you know, a patient doesn't just doesn't does not just start as a Medicare patient, right? There is a lead up, you know, for them, um, you know, through their many years of life until they hit age 65. So the more pharmacies can provide or offer these services to patients earlier in the life cycle or with, you know, prior types of insurance coverage as well, mm -hmm. the more patients as consumers are used to receiving this type of service from their pharmacy, from their pharmacist. And so, you know, that that's a where we still have some work in progress to go uh, in that area. But I think as you spoke to it, we're seeing more opportunities in Medicaid, which is um, expansive, but not fully expansive. We're, you know, and we're also seeing that with some commercial payers as well, that there's more interest in taking on new opportunities. So uh, mm -hmm. focus, folks, is still really going to be that Medicare population around quality measures and adherence, but we are seeing expanded opportunities at the same time. Now, Emily, before I want to try to wrap us up a little bit here. So these sure. these these two questions, um, they may be a little bit, you know, kind of shorter or more or, or more brief. As we head into 2024, or if a pharmacy team is listening to this episode at the beginning of 2024, what are your words of wisdoms? You know, what what should they prioritize? What should they consider around, you know, quality, quality uh improvement, medication adherence, mm -hmm. and engagement with health plans in 2024? You said it. It's engaged. I'll keep this simple. You have to engage. As a pharmacy, you have this spotlight here and now, uh, right? Pharmacy helped the world get through the pandemic, and it provided this ginormous spotlight on the great levels of patient care that pharmacies can serve and that they are serving, right? Engage. When you have an opportunity to think about or to really involve yourself in a program where maybe it's adherence-based and maybe you're a pharmacy that has blood pressure opportunities through us through the equipped dashboard or A1C opportunities. You know, I tell my kids this all the time. I'm not equating our listeners to my kids, but <laughs> I tell my kids all the time, actions speak louder than words. Words are important and words are very powerful. However, actions, engaging, showing that you're engaging 
completing opportunities, interventions, whether it's through Equip or any platform that you have access to, you have to engage. Um, we have a, a shortage of providers. That's no new news to any of our listeners here, right? And so that just opens up additional opportunities for pharmacies to continue to think about expanding their scope, not just for pharmacists, but for pharmacy technicians and other credentialed members of the pharmacy care team. But now is literally the time. So taking that back, thinking about how you can engage with opportunities that are currently present within um, you know, the patients that you're serving and thinking about how you incorporate those different clinical care items into your workflow in a sustainable way, that's where I would focus my efforts if I was a pharmacy. Emily, as you let off that answer, it just made me think one of my favorite leaders, and it's a fictional person, but one of my favorite leaders in my lifetime that I've known and loved is Jean-Luc Picard from Star Trek, the, Star Trek The Next Generation. And his catchphrase, just engage as the ship goes off to warp speed. Folks, that's what we need to do. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna send that <laughs> as a meme to every pharmacy that I talked to about what we need to do to make these programs and, and work successful in 2024. But before we go, Emily, let's flip that mm -hmm. question real quick. What's the call to action or words of wisdom for health plans and how they can and should engage with pharmacies in 2024? Absolutely. So uh, for health plans, I would suggest start early. Allow pharmacies the opportunity to manage the patient and manage a whole population, right? Uh, we just talked about adherences, on-time, every time. That doesn't just happen one time, right? That's a right. succession of interventions and touch points throughout the course of a year. So start early, provide as much visibility as you can for pharmacies to be able to interact effectively with their members or patients rather throughout the course of the year. Program design is key. Apply the KISS method. Keep it simple, Simon, right? Um, keep expectations reasonable and worthwhile for all of the parties involved. You have to keep in mind, we're asking for a change, right? And we're not asking just for a change for pharmacies. We're also asking for a change in patient behavior. So we think about the really exciting programs that are in the marketplace right now around pharmacies collecting blood pressure, readings, and A1C um, readings as well. You know, that's a change for a patient to think about, oh, hey, I can go into my pharmacy and absolutely have my A1C checked. And then the pharmacy is going to provide further care, et cetera. So it's a change for the pharmacy and it's a change for the patient. So have, I guess, patience with that process. It's not a one and done, but it's kind of a crawl, walk and run scenario. Um, so just keeping that in mind. Yeah, there's definitely a scaling up that needs to happen because while sure. pharmacies certainly can provide these services and work with patients in that sort of way, pharmacies are also busy. And, and while pharmacies, I'm sure, would love to have patients lining up to get blood pressures, uh, blood pressure screenings or hemoglobin A1C screenings or all these other things, I'm sure they don't want that happening all just at once because then it's going to be difficult to get much of the normal day-to-day -day right. work done. So yeah, there does need to be a scaling up that needs to be considered here. Uh, but Emily, great conversation. I know 2024, it's going to have its changes. It's going to have its challenges and that can make folks feel uneasy or uncertain. Mm -hmm. Change always does that, but I'm feeling pretty positive about what's going to be coming in 2024. What are your general feelings? So just what's the gut check? Oh, 
Lots of positivity. Uh, and I mean that sincerely and, and from a genuine space. If you know me personally, you know positivity is just kind of part of my, my quilt, but I'm being very, very sincere about that, right? There's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of potential for pharmacies to create and continue to carve a new and different pathway that helps to diversify the revenue stream, gives you a different lever, honestly, of negotiation, right? A different way of differentiating your services, uh, your patient care compared to others, uh, which I think is really important within our marketplace. So there is no shortage of opportunity to be able to tell that story in 2024 as a pharmacy. It's very yeah. exciting. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, all right, Emily, before we wrap up, we usually end ourselves with some uh Okay. Fun rapid fire questions. And we're going to hit you just with a couple for the sake of time here for today. But uh, first question for you, what makes you most appreciative to be working with and supporting the pharmacy profession? Ooh, okay. Uh, that's a great question. And that's an easy one for me to answer, actually. So as I mentioned earlier, uh, I have only worked really in the space of pharmacy as it relates to healthcare. And that started at a very early age where uh, I had the opportunity to work behind the counter as a technician. That's how I started. And it was so clear at that point in time that the pharmacy patient relationship is special and unique. Um, again, I haven't worked in, in other kind of provider types or settings, but certainly I'm a consumer of healthcare. I've been a caregiver um, for a few different family members. So I've seen different interactions very closely. It is not the same as the pharmacy patient interaction. And I miss those days, to be honest with you. Uh, some of the best conversations ever happen behind the counter. It's so unique. And it, again, it's very um, empathetic and I would suggest intimate, right? And however we can figure out how to continue to display that and make that a part of the patient's really healthcare journey, that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm Excellent. most appreciative about. So Excellent. thank you to all of those pharmacies out there. All right, Emily, next question. I'm curious as to your answer on this one. Okay. Um, if you could have a superhero working with you either in your work today or in your prior work experience in a pharmacy, who would that superhero be? Oh, Nick. Okay. I'm going to lean <laughs> on you for some help in this answer. Um, I, I don't know the name, so you're going to have to help me with this, but if I could have a superhero that's attached to my hip that has like multiple arms. Uh, I working behind the pharmacy, right? There's so many things happening. If I could have just had like three more arms or hands to do different things, I find that in my current experience today. What superhero would that be? There's got to be a Marvel somebody that. Yeah. Right. There, there are multiple, multiple with multiple arms, but I think I may go for a choice of Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic okay. Four. So, you know, he can he can stretch out and then uh, yes. at least at the very least, he was uh, acted by John Krasinski of The Office uh, fame and in one of the more recent movies, whether or not he gets the term long that 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 role long term, we'll see. But I would okay. go Mr. Fantastic. He's also a really smart, like super genius level scientist. So that's probably also helpful in a pharmacy. Uh, that's absolutely right. Yep. I want to be that guy. 
Excellent. <laughs> All right. We'll add Mr. Fantastic to the pharmacy working with Emily. Uh, Emily, we appreciate you. Uh, appreciate having you on the show today, providing all this insight and information. Um, if folks have questions or they want to find more information or opportunities about how they can engage with us at PQS around these opportunities in 2024, um, who, where should they contact yeah. and, and any general you know, places you should, that you would recommend for them to find more information? Yeah, absolutely. So you can always reach out to support at pharmacyquality.com. And we're here and ready and willing to take any questions that you may have. Um, and certainly, you know, reach out to anyone here on the team. We're happy to have a conversation around the the upcoming changes. And Nick, thanks for having me today. It's been a fun conversation. I appreciate absolutely. it. I'll double down on the comment, Emily, to just, hey, if you have questions, come talk to somebody at the, the PQS team. As you can see from or hear from this conversation today, Emily and I love to talk uh, and we would love to talk to you. So please <laughs> contact us. <laughs> uh, but listeners, for that that actually does wrap us up for today's episode. So we thank you for joining in another episode of the Quality Corner Show. We hope you listen to our next episode. Before we go, we have one final message from the PQS team. The Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Show has a request for you. Our goal is to spread the word about how quality measurement can help improve health outcomes, and we need your help in sharing this podcast to friends and colleagues in the healthcare industry. We also want you to provide feedback, ask us questions, and suggest health topics you'd like to see covered. If you are a health expert and you want to contribute to the show or even talk on the show, please contact us. You can email info at pharmacyquality.com. Let us know what is on your mind, what we can address, so that you are fully informed. We want you to be able to provide the best care for your patients and members, and we wish all of you listeners out there well.